Good morning. My name is Abigail, and this is Tea with Abby. Cheers to our sponsor, Capital Factory, for the tea <laughs> and coffee. Um, this is the show where we are discussing the tea, the truth of what it's like to be a first-time founder, um, a female in a male-dominated space, and all of the things that come with pursuing your passion. And this morning on today's show, I'm so excited to have Jill Klinvex. You got it. <laughs> Jill, is, it. <laughs> Jill is um, a venture associate here at Capital Factory. And um, you're kind of the reason why we're here, Blended Sense. Oh, you guys got here on your own. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome. Thank you for being on my show. Thank you for inviting me. I guess let's start for the people out there who are like, huh? They barely understand what VC is. Um, yeah. Assuming that a lot of people initially going to be listening are our friends and family. Uh-huh. Um, so can you tell me what a VC associate is, what you do? Yeah. And all of that. No, absolutely. Um, so a venture associate here, um, we really work from start to finish on sourcing the deals until um, pretty much, you know, pitching them to the partners and making sure that, you know, the deals are signed, it all works out legally with the terms. Um, so really from end to end, we do um, do everything with the deals. Um, my favorite part is probably the sourcing where I get to talk to a ton of entrepreneurs and CEOs just working on incredible products and companies, uh, working to change the world. So that's definitely my favorite part. That's cool. Yeah. So what were what was Jill like pre being in this role? W- was there anything um, in your adolescence growing up that sort of was like, oh, we <laughs> yes. can tell where she's going? I think my parents would be uh, way better at answering this question, yeah. but <laughs> happy to share a few stories as well. Um, yeah, I got into a lot of trouble as a kid really? um, for starting too many businesses and actually making them little bit more real than they should have been. <laughs> no way. Um, so uh, my dad used to work out of our home and my mom would often leave me with him to watch me, but um, he was pretty bad at the watching part. So I was kind of had free reign of the house. Um, and one time I actually set up, I used to have a little cash register machine um, and I took my parents' checkbook um, and went up to the end of the driveway and just started selling. I dug up all the flowers from the flower bed and planted them. <laughs> and I was selling them to all these truck drivers that were coming by. And I was also offering them money as well. So not really good bit for business. But uh, yeah, so my dad, I, I see him like looking out the window and I was like, oh, no, I know I'm in trouble. And he came down and instead of being mad with me, he actually offered to buy all my flowers if I would come home. So uh, he wow. was one of my best customers that yeah. day. Um, yeah, no, I had a, a few other things. I used to always convert our treadmill into um, like a little grocery line so people could come <laughs> and buy groceries from me. Um, yeah, there is there is a series of things that happened. Wow. Um, my parents always knew. I was a little bit bossier as a child. So yeah. um, my mom was always like, oh, you're a pain in our butt now, but we know it'll be good for you later. Wow. So never discourage bossiness. It's a good yeah. quality. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh-huh. Now you're here. Well, I mean, that's so typical, too, though, to always call it the little girl bossy, right? Yeah, right? I know. I was like, my brothers are definitely bossy. Of no course one was calling them, them bossy. So being here in this office, um, it, you know, and traditionally what's been a male-dominated space for a long time, and mm-hmm. women are really starting to be championed, um, it, I could definitely feel that in our pitching process to get into mm-hmm. the program here, and pretty much my entire journey as an entrepreneur so far Mm -hmm. uh, I have yet to experience anyone discouraging me in Mm -hmm. fact um, probably some of the biggest advocates 
in this right now have been some of the men on yeah. our t- and our advisory team and things like that. And oh, that's so good to hear. Yeah, which is the tables are turning. It's <laughs> the tables are turning, and then and. It. While it's important for women to be championing women, mm-hmm. we need the men on that side to be seeing it, uh, yeah. seeing what we're seeing as well. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on just kind of yeah that whole space in general? No, for sure. And I think it's one thing I've seen in Austin in particular. Um, I used to be in venture in New York, and um, it's a lot, I would say, a lot more male-dominated there. Mm-hmm. Although you do, since there is more firms, you do see a lot more women as well. Um, but particularly in Austin, it was actually ranked as the number two city um, for female entrepreneurs to start companies here. No way. Yeah, so it's a pretty exciting stat. So um, that's one of the reasons I actually came to Austin, because um, from everyone I spoke to, it just seems like a really welcoming environment yeah. for female founders and making sure that they have champions and sponsors here. Um, and I've particularly noticed it. Uh, my two colleagues that I work with, uh, Nick and Jamie, are like two of the most incredible allies I have ever met. Yeah. Um, and they may, are very vocal about it, which I love. Um, because I think it's one thing to support women, but also one to like let them know that you support them. Um, and I think they're so good about you know giving credit where it's due mm. and making sure that they're sourcing you know female and diverse founders, um, which you know I haven't seen in previous roles that I've held at other firms. Um, so that's one really positive uh, aspect that I love about this job. Um, but I think you know just in Austin in general, there's so many resources that are being open to female entrepreneurs. Um, so that, that's a good part of it. Um, I know there's like the Riveter, mm-hmm. which is a female co-working space, women at Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have some awesome VCs like Jan Ryan, who are really, you know, pushing forward. You have True, True Wealth Ventures. Um, so all good stuff. Yeah. I we got a chance to speak with Carrie um, from True Wealth. Oh, she's like a badass. A week and a half ago. She offered us just some pretty interesting insight and um pretty blunt advice blunt advice that was like really nice to hear yeah um and and she also offered uh you know just some sort of like don't forget because you have um you have a female mind so you're pragmatic Mm -hmm. you know you you understand how to see the big picture and put things together yeah and she said um but one of the things that's important to remember and why a lot of men do receive funding for their companies is mm-hmm. because when they are speaking in the room um, with investors that men don't shy away from having bravado and speaking about the yeah. vision and painting this big picture where uh, for, as a female, our, our tendency is more to like show the practical things like the yeah. present day, what's happening uh-huh. where, and she was like, don't be afraid. I feel like you can uh, always spice it up with a little bit of bravado. Yeah, yeah, that's what she. That's so. That's what she said. Yeah. Like, don't be afraid to like pull that from from what the men are doing, and yeah. like, yeah, be big vision, paint the picture, show how exciting like this yeah. roadmap is. Well, be. I think in particular for you, you have such a unique background that allows you to kind of, you know, take on that persona when you go into pitch meetings. Yeah. Um, it's so funny because at the last firm I was at, um, you know, when CEOs were looking to raise money or you know just go through the funding process in general or even looking at being acquired. We'd always send them to improv classes. No way. Yeah. And it's it's such a different take on it. But, you you know, a lot of people get imposter syndrome when they go up um, to do fundraising. They don't feel like they're qualified, mm-hmm. even though, you know, if you're starting this business, you're probably the best person to be running it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's hope. Yeah. Or else we probably shouldn't be funding you. <laughs> um but yeah, so we'd send them to improv classes and, and make them take on different roles, you know, feel really powerful. And the results were incredible. Um, so I think, you know, you've had years and years of training and yes. acting and uh, 
be able to, you know, add a little spice to it. Yeah, I mean, that's totally how I have been approaching this because, like, mm -hmm. a lot this is all new for me as well. Yeah. Um, and I have been treating it just as much as, like, okay, yep, you're putting on your blazer and you're going to be your boss lady this version today. of yourself. <laughs> like, and I have all these different parts of uh, of me they're there so mm -hmm. it's fun to be utilizing them yeah um however I've been 10,000 times more nervous pitching than I've ever been ever performing or stepping on stage really? or anything like that I feel like you don't come off as nervous <sighs> though it's probably on the inside it's, I know when you pitched at Capital Factory yeah, I'm like, I was like she rocked it that was incredible sweating um, I know you're like I'm gonna wear black today yeah <laughs> specifically layers yes no, for sure. But you guys did an awesome job. Thank um, you. I've seen people that are nervous pitching that, you know, yeah. talk a thousand miles a minute. That was definitely not you. Yeah. So. Well, thank you. You guys did awesome. We're getting, here now. We're getting better. Yeah. I mean, um, one of the things that I'm enjoying so much about the program so far is all the um, pitching opportunities we have. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, all of every every moment you get to pitch is like, you know, stakes are high, but there's obviously been some that are more um, for practice, it feels yeah. like, and some that are definitely more for, okay, this is close to the real thing. Yeah. So it's been nice to to really be able to get a lot of Yeah, no, um, it's always nice to have those like, low-risk versus high-risk opportunities. Mm -hmm. You know, some investors that you know are never going to invest in your company, like, you know, maybe not the right sector. I feel like it's always good to, you know, experiment, try some new things out with them. Yeah. Um, and then when you're going for the investors you really want, you know, it just makes it so much easier. So speaking of pitching, yes. you're fresh from a pitch event last night correct um what excites you most like when you're listening to a pitch when you're hearing founders what is is there anything particular that you know okay that is a successful business or that's mm -hmm. going to be a successful entrepreneur yeah um you know i guess nine out of ten startups fail so it's yeah. always hard <laughs> to be exact but um i think the two things i really love to see are the team and then the opportunity um so with the team you know making sure that these are the right people to be leading this company you know if they have background um, in the industry that they're going after and make sure that they're industry experts. Um, I always like to see a team that's very coachable as well, that you know when they're given feedback, they don't take it um, offensively, but are actually able to you know, incorporate it into their business um, or you know, just be open to feedback in general. Mm. Um, and then with market opportunity, I think just generally as a VC, you like to see a really big opportunity. So you know, at least a billion plus market um, so that you have some chance of getting a little piece of that. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, team market opportunity mm -hmm. are things that I love to see in a pitch um, when people highlight it really well. Mm. Is it pretty obvious when you can tell the founder should probably put the idea to bed? <laughs> I've seen a few of those. And, and they don't even know it themselves, but yeah. you guys can see that. Like, I think, I mean, I even had one, I guess it was two days ago, um, where the founder, I think... I think the the first thing that you can tell is that they're just extremely arrogant and, and confident. And there's, you know, a difference between being confident and cocky, but mm -hmm. um, where they haven't talked to anybody else about their idea that they've literally sat in a room and been like, you know, I need this, so therefore the world needs it. And uh, I think a really easy way to, you know, not discourage them or put them down, but just be like, hey, you know, I think you should go talk to at least 50 customers and just get some general feedback and, you know, hopefully iterate and, you know, see where your idea idea can go. Right. Um, so I'll never put anyone down and be like, yeah, you know, this is the worst idea ever. Um, but just let them figure it out for themselves and do a little bit more exploring since, um, you know, some people think if they need it, then the world needs it. Mm -hmm. But generally, it's probably just their problem. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like 
all the like specific questions I had. Yeah. Um, Do you mind if I ask you a few? I would love to. Yeah. Answer. You got to turn the tables. Okay. Yeah. Go. Um, <laughs> so a few that I was curious to ask you. Um, first of all, how did you come up with the idea for Blended Sense? Like, how did you guys get started? I w- well, uh, there are several um, experience that kind of all jumbled into one. So. Okay. Um, I'm working on productions and they're huge budgets for mm-hmm. single pieces of content with a bunch of talented people and all of us are so excited to get to work for XYZ that day yeah, but so we're those big names yeah, out there these 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 big names like um you know the, there are some really big productions that do shoot here in Austin mm-hmm. like Google and whatnot but um yeah we all get to be on this great shoot then we all go home, and we're not going to get to see that paycheck for another 30. Sometimes I had a net 120 payout. Oh, my M- gosh. My first national commercial, which is playing right now. Um, you'd see it on Sundays during the NFL games. Oh, wow. Keep a lookout for me on Asper Cream. Asper Cream. Do you what know is- what Asper Cream is? I don't know what it's, Asper Cream is. It's scentless, icy hot. Whoa. So it's like, you know, for muscle Does it fatigue. Work? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. They're a sponsor of the NFL, so like, awesome. yeah, it definitely works. Um, it's a, I have like five seconds of the commercial. It's great. Um, <laughs> but it. but like, so to that example, right? So um, uh, I was booked through that through my agent. So mm-hmm. just the entire journey of getting an agent, getting to that job, took years mm-hmm. to get to that pay. Um, took a long time, and then. The frustrating part is I'm not going to get to see that paycheck. I didn't see that for 120 days. That's wild. Yeah. So in the in what am I doing in the meantime? Well, I'm I'm finding other gigs. Yeah, I'm like you know, on Facebook. Around. I'm on this. I'm on that. I'm on Craigslist. Even uh, searching, searching, searching. Mm-hmm. All of the production that I've ever been a part of. Um, every production company has their own process, their own forms, mm-hmm. and um, a lot falls through the cracks. Right. Mm-hmm. So th- that's happening. Albert's experience comes from building sales teams and training mm-hmm. um, with some several successful startups here um, in Austin that I've all sold. And um, so my initial thought to him was, hey, like all these production companies and all these friends that I have are that are struggling to have consistent work. Yeah. Need they don't know how to sell. They need they need a um, like a CRM. Like yeah. you should build a production CRM or or a SaaS or something. Mm-hmm. And um, so so we initially thought that was it. Um, but then Albert was also uh, he had a job where they were selling um, basically tools for marketing for small businesses online. Mm-hmm. But the actual product was pretty like meh, like it wasn't much mm-hmm. and um all of the customers were just really they weren't interested in the management of mm-hmm. them of their assets they were interested in when's the next photo shoot um oh, do i get to keep you. the photos are these my photos are they your photos yeah um how often uh, do i get a delivery and so this kind of idea that production companies and talented people struggle with customer service and mm-hmm. finding and keeping clients on a reoccurring basis, and then clients who uh, uh, are struggling keeping up with the demand of of digital marketing, mm-hmm. you know, like content and stuff, um, they need a better way to communicate. Got you. And so, hence blended hence sense blended was sense was born. And I and what it. it looked like is we were making a lot of um, our first assets were like music videos and and audio services mm-hmm. for a lot of musicians and brands yeah. um, like more like bloggers 
Um, and then that started to pivot because my dad is a small business owner mm-hmm. in Massachusetts and we went up there to go hang out with him and he's been trying to take his business from word of mouth referral to mm-hmm. more online based since gotcha. his, um, clientele is becoming younger, you mm-hmm. know, that the millennials and, and older, those mm-hmm. are the ones who are buying homes now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are, everyone's online. So he's, you know, talking to us about how frustrating it is to even think about where he would begin. Mm-hmm calling them an, uh, an agency and trying to get a photographer into yeah. his house and um so just starting to to really identify um with everything I saw him struggling with growing up and being mm-hmm. like okay I think our consumer is is the one who gets really intimidated by current options mm-hmm. for creative services who doesn't have the time to even begin thinking about that stuff mm-hmm. um and who doesn't have the resources. So current options are really expensive. Mm-hmm. Small business owners wear so many hats, let alone have a marketing budget. So yeah. um, can we make something that meets them where they're at? Um, because there's like just a massive amount of small businesses in yeah. the U.S. economy. That's really what keeps our economy mm-hmm. running. Um, and freelancers make up 40% of that workforce. So yeah. We're bringing them together. I love it. I yeah. love it. Um, a few other ones for okay, you, if you don't going. mind. I love talking. Yes. So. <laughs> no, I love hearing your answers. Um, so Austin recently ranked as one of the top cities for female entrepreneurs. Very cool. Um, curious from your perspective, how has it been starting your business in Austin? And what are some of the resources in the city um, that have been most helpful for you that other female entrepreneurs should take advantage of? Well, um, first and foremost, uh, we... I am championed by my husband, Mm -hmm. who's also my co-founder, and uh, without a doubt, that is where it starts for us, that Mm -hmm. uh, he is a feminist to the T. So so it it even starts there, which then trickled into the people that we chose to be on our board, who Mm -hmm. are all champions of women stepping into roles um, of leadership. Mm -hmm. Um, And so right away, um, I found myself surrounded with support immediately and mm-hmm. have never had to question whether or not I belonged. In fact, was told to be way more vocal, mm-hmm. be the one on the mic, be the one pitching. Mm-hmm. Um, initially it was like Albert pitching and things mm-hmm. like that. And we quickly switched that because, um, yeah, women are the ones who people want to hand the microphone to right mm-hmm. now. And I thought that was pretty powerful that my team was humble enough to say, yeah, here's yeah, the mic step up into that position yeah. so so it started right then and there and then um pretty quickly as our business uh, started to develop and, and get a little bit more into the the space and people mm-hmm. started to recognize who we were um i was approached um by some women organizing um, a female founders roundtable lunch mm-hmm. um like and it had just started, mm-hmm. right? And then this was right around the time when, like, the Riveter was coming to town. So this is all pretty recent, like, yeah. the springtime um, that these initiatives just started rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, so right away, I'm a here I am, a first-time founder, being totally championed by my people, and mm-hmm. then being plugged into these, like, lunches where I'm sitting with women who are just years beyond me qualified and, like, 
it, you know, they, their experience is just incredible. So like uh-huh. right away I was plugged in, oh, I love which it. I don't think happens anywhere else because as an actor, I've experienced the same thing. Mm-hmm. I did not get this in New York. In New York, people are like, I'm not even going to tell you where I buy my bagels. Like, <laughs> you can't have that edge over me. Like that's my <laughs> bodega, you know, yeah. whereas here people are like, oh my God, I will personally drive you to my favorite oh, yeah. spot and, and and i'll give you i'll give you the shirt off my back like oh everyone here is so kind and helpful yeah the That's generosity is crazy it's almost scary how kind everyone is yes. i don't know because i was coming from new york and as soon as i got off the plane i was like what do you want from me like why are you being so nice yeah. but everyone here is so genuine and kind about making introductions and making sure that you get plugged into the community immediately so i'm yes. glad you've experienced that as well oh my god right away like i think it's because purpose comes from community mm-hmm. community comes from connection being mm-hmm. vulnerable putting yourself out there sharing your resources um and and yeah absolutely that has been happening like pretty much immediately um oh, that makes me happy to hear yeah yeah i i feel this is a great city for it and if you're feeling like you're in another city where you're not having a voice mm-hmm. um come to Austin. yeah <laughs> i think the stage is like people are open at this point, people are like, yeah, we don't want to see the same thing getting up mm-hmm. every single time. So. Yeah. No, for sure. Come on down. Yeah. <laughs> so as an entrepreneur, what do you do to catch a break? You know, take a moment to decompress. <sighs> Those are so far and few between right now. Um, I'm actually um, I'm an extremely independent person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm an extreme... Um, what was the, I, I just learned a really great word. I used to be like, I'm an introverted extrovert, uh-huh. but I just learned another word. Um, I think it was called like omnivert. Omnivert. <laughs> Something <laughs> weird. Like an introvert that fakes to be an extrovert. Yeah. Okay. Um, but like I need um, extreme amounts of alone time gotcha. to recharge. So okay. um, my my most favorite kind of things to do, I love cooking at wow, the end of the you day. teach me. I love cooking. You can come to my house. Yes, we'll if, food. if you'd be down to teach me. <laughs> so, like, cooking and eating uh-huh. are like by far my favorite things to do. <laughs> Just to decompress. <laughs> cooking and eating. Yep, decompress. And then I love being outside. Okay. Um, I love hanging out with my dog. Oh, what kind and, of dog do you oh, have? She's a chihuahua. I'll show <gasps> you. Oh, I have not seen her yet. Oh my God, Lolita Felipe La Grande. Wow. Yes. That's mouthful. we just call her Lola though. <laughs> She's eight pounds. Can't imagine saying that uh, full name every time you call her. Lola. We call her Loli. Um, let me just pull up this photo of her. She's she's a baby How old is angel. She? She's two. Oh, here let's. She's see. the trial child, huh? She's very much our child. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I would like carry her in my purse everywhere I go. Oh, but, so sweet. Um, I always foster dogs, and I just got this new little <gasps> sling that you can put your little puppies in. Um, and so they come around with you like little babies. Oh my oh god! Look at her smile. <gasps> She's so cute. Yeah, this is like the funniest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else you want to add before? I think that's all. Okay, so the way we've been finishing these things is, is typically something stands out and, and I make it a statement sip and I, and I say it to the mic and I, and I take a little sip and I give a nod to the camera. <laughs> did you come with a quote or anything? I did actually. You did? I came prepared. 
Do you want to do you want to say the quote and then take a sip of your tea? All right. And then look at the I camera. Will. Okay. Um, so one of my favorite quotes, um, it's actually by Ryan Hoover from mm-hmm. Product Hunt. He says, when you look back six months from today and don't feel embarrassed by your naivete, there's a problem. Um, And it's one of my favorite things because I think I have a tendency to keep myself very comfortable. And it always reminds me to, you know, put yourself out there. You know, the only way to grow is to be very uncomfortable um, and do things that scare you. So never done a podcast. So this is one of the things I'm adding to the list. Cheers. Well, thank you so much, Jill, for joining us. And that is today's episode number four of Tea with Abby. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks so much for watching Tea with Abby. Be sure to click subscribe and smack that like button so you can stay tuned. (laughs) Smack that like button. See that like button? Smack it. Thanks so much for watching an episode of Tea with Abby. Be sure to click subscribe and smack that like button so you can stay tuned with new episodes all year long. And if you want to learn more about Blended Sense, visit us at our website, www.blendedsense.com, or follow us on social at Blended Sense or at BlendedSense.io. See you next week.